Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater. We got a full crew to navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, actually, it's been a while for Captain Patrick. He was uh, uh, taking a little break from the crew. Well deserved, I'm sure. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Unless you want to shed any more light on it, Patrick. Is that it? You're well, I wasn't out of your taking a break, but I, I was I was otherwise engaged with a uh with the Orlando International Fringe Theater Festival, which yep. third year in a row that uh my theater company was fortunate enough to get into via lottery draw, because that's the only way you get in. Right. When we uh a brand new play that I had written called Covetous Sin, mm-hmm. the murder of Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Um, which I created, wrote, produced, did the set design, costumes, all that He's stuff. He's a thespian! And- and, and when he's Bill, not a captain, yeah. And Bill, uh, the engineer, right, um, directed and uh, was one of the actors among seven um, in this play. Mm-hmm. So at the Fringe Festival this year, there was over seventy thousand attendees over the two week period, and yeah. um, we had a couple shows that were sold out. We did extremely well. I was very very happy with the. Uh, the turnout not to take too much of a financial beating this year right well isn't it uh <laughs> in the uh play available online if people want to watch it it it, is it? it will it will be um here's okay. the thing yeah um it's going to be part of the digital fringe festival which i paid um the uh fringe festival to film it okay and the first recording did not come out very well so they mm. were like hey our bad we're going to come back we're going to film another performance and it's like okay they filmed that one and because there was look bill directing he put in 20 lighting cues lighting changes you know at the previous plays that i had done we had maybe like three well yeah but he's <laughs> an engineer he has to make it difficult that's uh, just how he rolls apparently the technology doesn't exist to where a video camera can keep up with the lighting changes for some weird reason. Okay. So the second show that they taped was even worse, the recording, hmm. um, not the performances. <laughs> the performances were great. All right. But th- that second recording came out even worse than the first. Uh-oh. So the first, Bill and myself and his wife, Tracy, we're going to uh, have a meeting and decide if we want to put it into the Digital Fringe Festival. And if so, we'll probably... Uh, probably put it in there like for free and if people want to tip you know a dollar or something like that they can do it and if we decide not to do that it'll be on youtube and available to watch that way for free we're just going to decide which way we want to go but as absolutely fantastic performances by the entire um cast and bill did an awesome job in directing and we actually didn't kill each other as he was you know well, Patrick, I really want to change the diet. No, you're not changing anything. <laughs> hmm. Leave it alone. Okay. So the you know, more kind of like you kind of like you did when I was doing the radio plays for yeah. Scuba Radio. Right. And right, you didn't right. get my humor and you wanted me to change stuff. And uh-huh. I was like, no. Right. Well, you're the writer <laughs> and I'm the one who calls the shots. 
And yeah, sometimes you butt heads, but you know, it's the same thing, you know, when you're the captain of the boat, you got to direct, you know, that's kind of how it is, I guess, when you're a thespian uh, working on a play. So, you know, for at least for now, you're going to get back on board with us uh, and not uh, head off to Broadway, at least yeah, till this uh, takes know, off there, more. Know, there, there, there was a lot of, no, not, not head, well, unless it's off, 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 off Broadway. Well, like it is Peoria. now, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's way know. off Broadway. Yeah, it's in Orlando, it's a, Florida, fifteen hundred right. miles south of Broadway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The well, that's, theater. Technically, yeah. that's off Broadway. So, uh, yeah. When, when uh, Patrick gets it online, we'll share it with our world of boating passengers, and they can uh, view it at their, you know, uh, viewing pleasure when that becomes available. So we'll keep everyone informed. But uh, let's move on to boating and uh, yep. talk about boating yeah. stuff. Uh, Mike the Mariner, uh, well, he, he's actually broadcasting from his the helm of his vessel as we speak. And he had told me that there was, uh, I don't know, well, I'll tease the first story. we got to talk about the SS Minnow. We're going to get to that in a bit. Uh, I saw a new <laughs> video uh, about the uh, Gilligan's Island boat. We'll get to that in a bit. But you have a question or, I don't know, something hmm. popped up in your marina about in, uh, boating insurance. Is that right, Pat, um, Mike, or what? Yeah, so, you know... Um, and, and it's interesting. I just renewed my policy not too long ago, and I read through it, and I did not see this provision, but uh, I'm actually going to go back through it. There's a thing called hurricane haul-out insurance, which gives you about a 50% reimbursement for haul-out expenses if you have to haul your boat out during a named storm to protect the vessel. Okay. But here's a new spin that I have to investigate. Uh, it's come to the attention. This is from our marina's management. It came to their attention that some insurance companies have added addendums to their policies that do not cover your vessel if it stays in the water during a named storm. Hmm. So think about that for a second. That so if, you've, if, if, if that has happened and there's a massive run, so, so let's say there's a named storm, there's a system out there in the Atlantic right now that's developing and coming kind of this way. So what happens if that becomes a named storm? And there's, uh, what, 275 boats in my marina right now. Right. Uh, all, all with similar insurance policies, call it. And now what happens if uh, that kicks into gear and we are all calling the marina and saying, hey, we have to haul our boats out or we lose all of our coverage. Now, there would be boats lined up from downtown Sanford all the way to I-4 out on Highway 46. I mean, there's no way you could do it. No no place to put that. And so, that's not even the safest uh, thing to do necessarily anyway, depending on your vessel and where you're, uh, where you're docked. Sure. Isn't that true? Sure. Yeah. Sure. My boat, my boat ran through the hurricane last year. And, uh, uh, you know, when you tie it off properly and, you know, you double line everything and you get the, you, you double spring it and put it in the middle of the slip, it won't hit anything. And you're, you're just as safe there as, as you're maybe more safe than up on, on dry land where uh, it's i would think exposed. so uh bury the boat or what say you is is there a size limitation they say any boat under 100 feet right or, i mean so. are they going to haul out a 300 foot boat yeah. if you don't haul that out you know you well, get insurance yeah the, the, this this is what i have to investigate this literally happened this morning so oh. um so i was literally this is breaking news i'm reading through it and i'm like wow i've got some investigation to do but you know one of my friends here has a 71 foot italian yacht and there's he can't pull that boat out uh until you get to jacksonville i mean jacksonville's the closest place and that's 150 miles away so right um 
So, so you think this um, is a local marina thing that may, they may have put into place and maybe didn't think through and you're just no, trying to No, it's an think. insurance issue. Well, insurance, no, but, the, insurance. but the insurance yeah. company there for the marina has kind of said like, hey, you got to make sure these guys have this uh, coverage or they're not going to get coverage kind of thing. Well, the, the marina's concern is that they have been told by other boaters, other, other boats here in the marina, uh-huh. that there have been addendums added to their policies that negate coverage in the event of a named storm if the boat is not hauled out of the water. That's the issue. Right. It's not the marina saying it. It's marina being told but they're, that by Yeah, other, but they're concerned because, yeah. like, hey, we can't manage this. This is going to be a nightmare. Like you said, there's way too many boats. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, I haven't even had time to go back and pull my latest coverage, you know, to review mm-hmm. that. I mean, the haul-out provision is is typical it's it's basically the insurance company agrees to pay you 50 percent of the cost to haul the boat out and put it on the hard during a name storm if you deem that necessary right um this is this is a different spin on that issue mm-hmm. so yeah something to to make yeah, sure because you if don't you don't take it out you don't think it's necessary and then it comes and it wipes your boat out and they try to say well yeah. hey we told you you're you're stuck yeah. and uh you're not getting any money that is not right. a good position to be in yeah, and our and our marina right now can't even haul boats out because during the last storms there was some shoaling in the area where the travel lift is. So yeah. we have to go to another marina to get hauled out. It sounds like this is an issue of the insurance weasels trying to uh, mm-hmm. get out of pan again, and they do that uh, periodically. Because you know, insurance to me is like legalized gambling. It's the best kind of <laughs> business to be in if you want to make money like that. That's that's just my two cents. More coming up. On the world of boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. 
Kava screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast Yo-ho, Mr. Pirate! What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? Have a light in the morning. She raises rain. She raises rain. She raises rain. She raises rain. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boat around and out the crew. All right, so uh, Mike has had an issue this morning. Literally just uh, hot off the presses. He was alerted uh, to an issue about hauling out his boat if a hurricane, named Hurricane, comes uh, into the area that uh, the insurance companies are saying, look, uh, you don't haul it out. We may not pay uh, for your coverage if the hurricane comes in and messes up your vessel. Listen, what are, what, Patrick, are the odds, what, what are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds that a named hurricane, how long has it been since a named hurricane came through central Florida? I mean, it's literally never happened. 11 months. <laughs> yeah, it came. Yeah, exactly. it happened. It happened eleven months ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, insurance. It could be a simple thing. Is the insurance company is like, uh, oh crap, we got to pay for all these uh, the damage from last year. We got to come up with some plan because, like I said, you know, you the know. insurance companies to me, if you're in that business, and and I have family members that are, by the way, uh, to me that that is like the best uh, gig you can have because it's like mm-hmm. you know they're the house. Of a casino, they're, that's they're, how they're, that's how Greg takes his trips every three months. True, <laughs> very true. But but it is. I mean, insurance companies to me is kind of mm. like uh, not much difference uh, different than uh, casino in Vegas, and they're all, playing all the odds. Say, they're the house, and we're the uh, we're the players. All I can say is, if you are generally concerned, you need to write your state legislature and your state governor and have your concerns promptly ignored. <laughs> well that absolutely. that absolutely will happen yeah. but but uh I, I think i think the main thing is everybody needs to go back and re reread their policies and make sure that the coverage um doesn't have an addendum that excludes coverage for hurricanes in the event of uh, a named storm if your boat remains in the water there's literally no way to uh to protect yourself from that i mean there's no, literally no way to handle hauling your boat out every time there might be a storm coming. Yeah, I mean, or you got to find an insurance uh, company that's not going to, you know, require that issue mm-hmm. or, you know. Exactly. And, and, you know, you just said uh, earlier that, uh, you know, I went back and actually read my insurance policy to find out how I was affected. Unfortunately, everybody doesn't do that. <laughs> and even you mm-hmm. didn't do it till you thought it might be an issue, right? Well, I read it. Um but they're talking about an addendum that has been added to policies. Now, my policy was renewed recently. Maybe they added an addendum and I didn't catch it. So that's that's my that's my message to uh, that's your excuse that have. Yeah, well, that's well that. Well, 
that, that that could be what happened. I don't know if it's an excuse, but no, it's not. An excuse, but I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, and you know, nobody reads their uh, policy like that detailed when they purchase it. Barry does. Other than Barry, I, I was going to say that was my it's great reading. You fall comment. asleep quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you say, Barry? Well, I know that uh, with our homeowners insurance, you you heard that people that have citizens are going to have to get flood insurance, whether or not they need it. Uh, starting in 24, 25, and 26, they're going to phase it in. Yeah. So that's something for people to keep in, you know, keep in track of. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you should uh, be aware, but, uh, you know, that's how they get through, uh, all these type of things. They kind of sneak them in. And then when it becomes a real issue, when something happens, then they're like, what do you mean I'm not covered? Oh, yeah. yeah. We put this in effect a couple of years ago. I mean, they, they do this all the time. Once again, they're the house and this whole gambling insurance system we have set up. So they're going to find every way they can to pay out less and uh, bring in as much premium as they can. You know, last year they had a bad year, I think. Yeah, well, certainly they had a bad year. But I think there was a uh, we we talked a few weeks ago about an issue where a boat lost coverage because they didn't have a fire extinguisher system inspected. But the reason for the claim was the boat ran aground. It wasn't a fire. They right, denied yeah. the claim because it ran aground. I mean, because it, the fire extinguisher system was not inspected. Mm-hmm. But it had nothing to do with a fire. Yeah, we discussed that. Yes. <laughs> it had a hole in the bottom of the boat. They had a hole uh, in that, the bottom of the, the boat. Yeah. <laughs> the fire wasn't the issue. It was the There flooding. was no fire. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there, you know, but I mean, they're looking for ways of, of getting out of doing what they're supposed to do yeah. ethically and morally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what the solution is other than be aware of it. And like you said, make noise uh, if you don't like it or find another insurance company that do- doesn't, you know, ding you like that. But it, uh, mm-hmm. we're just putting the warning out there. And Mike will uh, do some more research, see how this affects, give us an update next week. Let's talk about uh, Gilligan's Island. It's, you know, it's kind of goes hand in hand with uh, boating. Uh, it's like Gilligan's Island uh, and Jimmy Buffett music and boating. It's, you know, it's kind of one of the same three hour tour. Everyone's had it. Well, they uh, just had the uh, SS Minnow on display at a boat show in, uh, I believe, somewhere in Canada. And I saw this YouTube video. It's pretty impressive. I I couldn't believe how well they have maintained this vessel. I mean, this is a museum piece. I don't think it was for sale, according to Captain Patrick, but it was an interesting video. You can check it out on YouTube. What do you think, Barry? No, I thought it was great, but they did mention... And if you go back and watch the show like I did over and over again as a kid, yeah, they did change the boat a little bit. And the, what do you call the part that's way up on top? Uh, pilot house. They, the pilot fly house. Right. The flybridge. The fly, yeah, yeah, it, was, it was pushed back further in the original show. Uh-huh. It was much further forward towards the bow. Yeah. And then when they rebuilt this, they moved it further back because they added another deck to it. But Dawn Wells, actually, there's another video of her actually on that boat. Uh-huh. So, yeah, what are you, a that. Ginger or Marianne? Uh, Marianne. Marianne, definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you remember that video quite well mm-hmm. uh, of her up on the top of that vessel. But, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the SS Minnow, who would have thunk it be in great shape after all these years like that? They well, obviously, they restored it. Yeah, they, they restored it. Yeah. They updated. They put like Corian countertops in it. It's got nice, a microwave yeah. or a convection oven in it, which didn't exist back then, right? Um, unless it was involved with time travel, right? Uh, well, that's so, a possibility. They, right. they said yeah. the engines were the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the engines, engines are the originals. originals. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they've yeah. upgraded the controls on it because I noticed in the video that it had uh, electronic controls. So right. they've done some really, really cool upgrades to that boat. I'd, I'd yeah. love to see that. Well, no, no, the guy no who ran in there. I loved how the guy uh, who gave the tour on YouTube uh, said how they, they have offered up many tours and take people out on this vessel. But they definitely get back at uh, before 2.59. No three-hour yep. tours are allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to be safe. I don't even think, I mean, at speed, I don't even think it could go. I mean, it's dual uh, 165 horsepower inboard inboard Detroit diesels or uh, Detroit. uh, And it, it, I I don't know what it'd do, like 12 knots, uh, if that. Uh, Yeah, wide open. Yeah, it's not, it's not even a planing hull. Right. But you get on that boat and you're just there to uh, show off. Yeah, you put someone up like Ginger or Marianne on the top deck and, and let the passerbys go, whoa, that's the Gilligan's Island. That's a, they're going on a three-hour tour. Oh, my God. Ginger looks awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, did, what does SS stand for? Super sport. It should be, no, no, it should be steamship, but it's wrong. Not. What is it? It isn't. Where he's not going to, he doesn't know. It, he's r- just asking r- us. The, the, ste- <laughs> the steamship or sailing ship SS would only apply if MV was in front of it. SS oh. is actually for Sherwood Schwartz. Oh, oh really? Oh, okay. God. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i'm popeye the sailor man i'm popeye the sailor man i'm strong to the finish because i eat me spinach i'm popeye the sailor man this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew. All right, the SS Menno uh, made an appearance at a boat show in Canada. Uh, there's a YouTube video of it. Mm-hmm. Quite a cool a cool little video. Uh, history, that kind of stuff. Uh, Patrick says SS stands for what again? Was it? Sherwood, Sherwood Schwartz, who created Gilligan's Island. Right. And he named it the SS Minnow. He named it the Minnow after Newton Minnow, who was the head of the FCC. Yeah. And who famously in 1961 
uh, gave that uh, speech, if you will, about TV being a vast wasteland. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's yep. it's 100% true. So he, he that was Sher- Sherwood Schwartz um, taking some shots um, at uh, the head of the FCC. Because basically at that time, they were basically saying, okay, it's up to you, the networks, to govern yourselves. Hmm. Uh, and you can't allow this to kind of be the norm. Well, there you go. Well, World of boating. Last long. The more you know. <laughs> We've uh, educated our passengers just a little bit more with useless information that won't hey, have that any real value. What trivia? If you play trivia, that can well, okay. Come up. All right, now you. Well, I guess you could. Yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, for sure. All right, so uh, yeah, check it out on YouTube. The video is pretty cool. All right, uh, other things going on in the boating world. What do we got, Patrick? What do you think? Uh, well. This past week, so we're we're not going backwards, we're going forwards. This was breaking news. Mercury beep, 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 Marine beep, beep. unveiled, uh, of course, this is Mercury Racing's 50th anniversary. Uh, they unveiled their V8 500R outboard uh, during a black tie gala in Charleston, South Carolina. So this is a racing outboard. Now, um, According to the press release, and I want you all to really think about this and let me know your thoughts. So, Mercury Racing said in a statement that the 500R delivers more than 500 eager horsepower, 50 more horses, and 10% higher torque than the 450 horsepower racing engine. So, I think it is a, a just absolutely mind-blowing that they actually had to put into the press release that the 500 has 50 more horsepower <laughs> than the 450 because we are morons well you yeah, know well, i mean you get a free calculator with the motor yeah so. you look at the public school system they're just trying to cover that base uh for the lack of performance over the last few years so oh. but uh they do have some upgrades from the 450r uh include a new crankshaft and larger more robust uh one inch drive shaft splines connecting rods rod bearings and pistons have been strengthened to handle the increased combustion pressure and a 6,600 RPM maximum uh, RPM. Again, whoever wrote this, geez, man. Well, I'm um, trying to impress everybody with numbers and and rods well, and metal. Increased RPM, parts RPM, and RPM, things. RPM. Bury the boater, yeah. what say you? Yeah. Captain, uh, so did they also get new decals that say 500 on them? Duh. Uh, no, it, it, it says, yeah, it says uh, racing 500 and in small print underneath. That's fifty more horsepower than the four fifty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what what engine calling? Have yeah. you have you actually uh, you know ingested all this information, Patrick, and figured out how much faster it really is in the real world? Like how how, how you know as far it, it as miles per hour? What, it all depends on what boat it's going on, Greg. I mean, it, there, well, true. It, it can only. I mean, if you're putting it on a, a two hundred foot. <laughs> You know, boat you're doing, doing like quads or something. You're not. It's not going to push it. Well, what fast. about what about weight? <laughs> I mean, is it the same weight as the 450, or do it? Does it say you know, they've done it in the same weight profile? Maybe it, you would expect it to be very similar because it's the same platform, but right. just modified and strengthened the existing components on the existing engine platform. Exactly. So, so if there's any weight increase, it's probably negligible. Probably they they, they don't say, yeah. but they do make it clear. In this press release, that the 500R, which is 50 more horsepower than the 450, <laughs> yep. is available in either Phantom Black or Cold Fusion White. 
Ooh. Now, the thing to remember about Phantom Black and Cold Fusion White is if you have one of these engine cowlings, especially, and it gets damaged, Phantom Black is going to be about $3,000 to repair, and Cold Fusion White will be about $3,000 to repair. Yeah. Because you can't just <laughs> use any black or any white. You know, that's you know, really you odd. stick with the OEM. I, I didn't know Cold Fusion even had a color reference. Uh, Phantom well, Black. Well, Phantom. That's why it's white. What? Cold Fusion? It's cold. Like snow. Oh, okay. But cold fusion's like a uh, nuclear type of technology. Like, well, you know, you're Elon talking Musk about hot fusion then. What? So, any, <laughs> anyway, real quick, the, uh, the R drive. So, the, you know, the, uh, the way the engine was designed is uh, uh, for boats that run up to 85 miles per hour is the R drive. And the R drive sport is for boats that exceed triple digits. Whoa. Holy the, mm. the engine can run with props up to 17 inches di- in diameter. Wow. Which, when you think about it, that's a big prop. <laughs> 17 inches? No, it's not. Well, compared yeah, to man. my 15 inch prop, yes, it is. Well, yeah. Well, you, you guys quit comparing you inches on props. Power this on makes me uncomfortable. Imagine what this could do on a Craig Cat. I mean, oh, wow. that would be sink a it. good experiment. It right would there. sink it. My boat would. would Mike, you would boat. be sitting on top of the engine. I say do it. Just do it for. My boat can get up to that speed yeah. if you drop it off of a helicopter. <laughs> hmm. Right. Yeah, we could we but, could I put mean, that on your seventeen foot triumph. Why not, Barry? That'd be sure. a good experiment too. It would yeah. it would that, not only if it didn't sink it, and of course Barry's boat is hey, unsinkable. My boat's unsinkable. Uh, right. It would it would either sink it or it would rip the transom off. Either either way, it would be fun to watch. Even if you're, but if you're even not on then, the, boat. It, the material doesn't sink, so it would just you, float you, with the transom you, away. You, you you would go and you'd hit the throttle, and the, it would just be like rip, yep. <laughs> and the engine takes off forever and ever. Pretty much. I say do it. Come on, Barry. Okay, uh, of course you do. Take one for the team. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, for science. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. science. That's yeah, it. Science. Exactly. Yeah, but real real quick, just so you know, I mean, when we're talking about prop size again, seventeen pitch. It, and I know that Mike and Barry understand what pitch is. I know Greg has a very vague idea. He thinks it has something to do with baseball. Well, 17 um, inches, and in, uh, I'll tell you right now, I will not be the pitcher uh, or the yeah. catcher, <laughs> for that matter. And we've just gone down a deep, deep uh, Moving on to the next really? story. What do we this got, Patrick? Right, so wait, when we talk about prop size, what yeah. we're talking about 17 pitch, we're talking about in one revolution, how far that prop would travel basically in one revolution would be 17 inches. in theory. Yeah. In theory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not taking into account slippage. Yeah. Uh, over torque, uh, different water, uh, conditions. Salt in jello, versus- it would probably work like that. Hmm. Okay. Or, or with one of those fancy props that Mike wants for his boat. Oh yeah. The one that costs more than the boat. Yeah. <laughs> and not, right. and not covered by insurance. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm sure. All right. Well, what else do we have, uh, Patrick? Uh, okay. So, recently, uh, during my uh, absence, there was an incident over in um, uh, the Mideast where the Carlton Queen capsized during a diving trip in the Red Sea. Uh, And now the passengers, everyone, uh, survived. uh, But uh, they're now looking at suing the owners of the uh, vessel. And the thing is, this one gentleman that they interviewed... He's like, yeah, you know, I noticed that, you know, as we were leaving, the boat was, was had a, a noticeable list and it wasn't running quite right. But yet, 
off we go where you should have been <laughs> you should have been knocking the door down to the to to get to the captain and say uh-uh we're we're heading back we're you know turn this thing around something is wrong this ain't right but i bring that up because we do get into this mindset as boaters where I can't quite explain it, but we lose all focus when we're at a boat ramp or something like that because we're so intent on getting on the water. We overlook or we're willing to overlook these things that could be detrimental. All right. We'll talk more about it next on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you can't have five people or ten people uh, in a boat. So if it is a family of four or five, like husband, wife, and kids, they're going to have to pick two of them at a time. They to would, go on yeah. Boat. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Grace Ball, where did you get the right to tell me how many people can come on my boat? Nobody asked that question. Whoa, really? It's on the boat or on the dock. Nobody said anything. Sweetly sailing, darling. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, and Barry the Boater rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Okay, so um, you, you were talking about what exactly now, Patrick? Fill us in. Re- reset this a little uh, boats, bit. Boats, Greg. It's the boating show. Oh, so that's right. That's uh, what it was. And, and it, it, it's just that there are times that we're so intent on boating or we've made commitments to take people out and we know that there may be some, there is, there is either something wrong with the boat or we think there may be something wrong. Speak up. Don't, uh, just don't, uh, you know, hand your brain off to the uh, captain. So we overlook the obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said speak up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, and, I mean, and, you're and still responsible when we know we, know we should safety. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, and bring that up because we are getting ready to come up on 4th of July and we know what that means. Fireworks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fireworks. Awesome. In more ways than one. Right. And well, this past, this past week we did uh, post a story on Facebook. So if you haven't checked us out on Facebook, if you're listening to us, for the first time, or maybe it's for the thousandth time. We appreciate it. Please check like us out. Us. Check Please. us out on Facebook. All these stories are on there. We promise not to bombard your news feed. We only post maybe one, maybe two stories a day, if that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or check us out at worldofboating.com, where you'll find the stories as well. So over Memorial Day uh, weekend, out by the Sunshine Skyway uh, Bridge, there was a collision in broad daylight. I mean, wow! It, it just—that's hard to do boat, out boat there. Up, I mean, <laughs> boat up. Yeah, I know, right? So, yeah. and the reason why I bring this up is one: situational awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not that you may be doing something wrong; it's the boats around you. 
and being aware of who's around you, who's approaching, um, and speed can be quite deceiving out on the water. Uh, you know, what you think is a small boat is actually a very large craft moving at quite a speed or vice versa. Uh, but we got several comments on this story. Um, and our friend of the show, uh, call it the uh, surveyor, marine surveyor to the stars, Matthew Knoll, um, actually chimed in with this. Yeah. And we know Ma- Matthew, it, Matt is a, a well-experienced boater. This is his business, is surveying. He knows his uh, stuff. Yeah. He knows his stuff. I don't boat on weekends anymore. <laughs> Leave that to the amateurs. No, no, the, the waterways are too crowded with too many inexperienced, big ego, and drunk people. 95% of the boaters don't have good understanding of what they are doing while operating their craft while sober, and 95% are far from sober by the afternoon. <laughs> this article, this story, is a perfect example. How does a small boat in broad daylight just come out of nowhere and end up in your boat? Uh, perhaps you couldn't avoid or evade it, but for some situational awareness could have prevented the total surprise. And another uh, listener uh, of ours, Charles Luz, tragic and terrifying. Few people seem to know the leading cause of boating injuries is due to collision. I worry that people are looking at their big, beautiful chart plotter screens and not at the water. Amen. Preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, 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 the the way technology we and I, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but the way technology has advanced, um, I recently had a discussion about you know use of uh, autopilot and things, like, and I don't do it. I don't like it because I have to maintain a watch at the helm anyway. And if I'm going to do that, I want to drive the boat. That's why I'm boating. I don't want the computer to do it. I don't want the rate. I want to do it. I want to have control. I want to be in control. I want to experience that part of it. For me, that's what's fun. That's what's enjoyable. Plus, I get to learn something about the boat that I'm on, whether it's the the first time I've been on this particular model or maybe it's the hundredth time. I'm always looking Mm -hmm. to learn something new uh, based on the boat, the conditions I'm in, the people that are around, whatever it is. And if you're not doing that, you're missing an opportunity to continue to educate yourself and gain that, that knowledge, that experience. Okay. Yeah. I think Patrick has spoken. Barry, you feel the same way or what? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we right. do not go out on the weekend anymore. Um, we we huh. even learn not to go out on a Monday during a holiday. Well, you know, I don't know uh, if you have to be that nuts about it. I, I say the uh, holidays are a thing. I, you know, if you say all weekends, I think that's a bit much. Yeah, Most of my boating is on weekends. And, well, right. and yeah, it, there it, are some crazy a, people out there, but. You know, your generally, boats are, yeah, but your boat is already in the water. All you have to do is untie and go. Yeah. So well, even, even the Craig Cat. I mean, we, well, we run the Craig Cat on, uh, you know, kind of expeditionary runs up and down the river. Yeah. And, I mean, and, some people uh, don't have the luxury uh, to to be able to go boating during the week. I I think the the weekend is, you know, you can go out on the weekend. I think on the holidays, though, like Memorial Day weekend, July 4th, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. obviously you got to be a little extra careful. It's kind of like our buddy Neil who says, you know, he, he doesn't go out on New Year's Eve anymore and leaves – the party into mm-hmm. the amateurs for that night, and, <laughs> <To> the, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, because he yeah. considers him a drinking professional, which I would uh, tend yeah. to agree. And I think that's a kind of a same kind of type of analogy here. You go out on a holiday, just be aware that uh, you're going to deal with a lot of folks that are are uh, definitely in the beginner stages of boating yeah. or may not be paying attention or too lubed up. 
Uh, and I mean, in the in the socially lubricated way, Barry. Don't yeah, look at right. me like that. Uh, that can happen any any given weekend. Yeah, I mean, it could. We went it on could. a boat trip. Yeah, we went on a boat trip Memorial Weekend, a four day boat trip, um, and uh, we're on the water pretty much the entire weekend, and we didn't see anybody do anything bad. Right. You know, it just it was, depends. It was, it was fine. Yeah, you just got to be the, aware. Then, like you said, keep your yeah. eyes, uh, you know, looking outside the helm and and not locked in on the uh, all the uh, navigation and electronics all the time. It's no different than a pilot. That's a you know mm-hmm. that's training one hundred and one when you're trying to become a uh, a pilot, private pilot. The same thing. Yeah, but yeah. The, but the but the thing is, Greg, they technology has made it to the point where you can get into this forty two or fifty three foot yacht and hit the key fob and go, and you got your displays and you're 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 fascinated by the the depth sounder and the the, the this sonar. This is flashing. Maybe. Oh my God! Look at that. No. <laughs> and maybe the boat's got forward-looking infrared. We just we just built a forty-two foot with six Garmin cameras. Sweet, based around the boat. All I mean uh, around the perimeter, around the exterior. Yeah. I mean that. I mean that's. It's incredible. It's mm-hmm. it's great that you got the technology to do that, and they're so small that you. I mean, you can fit that in there. But I don't need. I don't need that much information. In, in to be able to boat safe, I can do it, and we've been doing it as as a peoples for thousands mm-hmm. of years. Yeah, know? it'll probably right. be part of the AI informa- AI stuff later because well, the uh, mm-hmm. AI needs to have a complete circular yeah. view of the boat in order. Well, to Well, look, if you got a bunch fish. of uh, avionics or navionics, navionics, yeah, uh, on yeah. your boat. I mean, the, what they teach you when you're flying a plane, the same thing applies to, you know, using a boat with all that extra uh, hardware is that you scan all of it and you but constantly they scan. You, but they, well, they may not teach you. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm throwing it out there. Just make sure you keep uh, your head on a swivel and scan and constantly looking outside. Don't rely on it 100% and kind of come up mm-hmm. with a system that works for you so you're staying alert to what's going on around you. Yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing. If you're, if you're on autopilot and, and we run autopilot a lot the things that there's debris in the water that you need to miss all right. sorts of things that yeah. come up that are not on your Craig cats very 17 foot boat that is unsinkable they could crash into it power engine yeah, yeah. on uh, on that note we're going to wrap it up till next time remember whether it's sail or motor life, life is, is better, better. As as a, a safe boat and everyone World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. 
They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.